We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. After the weekend we had that we can have one whole brain cell together. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Welcome to the Holy Hour, a podcast about sex, relationships, mental health, and everything in between. I'm Amelia Sanson. And I'm Liz Ball. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at the Holy Hour. I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Amelia Sampson. And I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Liz Ball So Hard. You can also watch us on YouTube or listen ad-free on Patreon at patreon.com slash theholyhour. Check out our merch at theholyhour.com and email us your spicy stories at holyhourpodcast at gmail.com. So Liz and I are very tired today. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to be doing a pretty easy episode with some listener emails and some reddit am i the asshole post because who doesn't fucking love those everybody loves them yeah i found one where the the author is an asshole oh because that i never happens yeah i love when they're the asshole and we can do Fuck something yeah. about it or re- judge them yeah and they can get yeah they can get like torn down on reddit which is a scary place to get torn down i have really hot neighbors and it feels like i'm being punked because they are all always outside with their shirts off and their bodies are insane they're always with their shirts off working on their cars when i go out to my car and i'm like what is this it feels like a like a bit yeah i'm like, like what, what's, what's happening here what's ha- and they have a dog i'm like what, what is what in this fucking like are, do they simulation? all live in one building or mm-hmm. they're all they're three roommates three dudes and they're always like <laughs> one of them is always um jump roping outside of their house uh, their house is like the up house like it's like this really old house in between like these new townhouses that are going up um and so like i my kitchen window looks like right down into their backyard and they're always just like jump roping outside and just like i don't i don't know they're always listening to music really loudly but they're all so hot and today i made eye contact with one and waved and I wish that I said something, but I don't know. Like, hi, I live right here. Nobody gives a fuck I mean, in Seattle. You signed a lease, so you'll see him again. That's true. I mean, probably, but it's strict. Anyway, I wanted to bring this up because I'm certain that this story is going to evolve. I will know these people. You're manifesting it. I will. I'm one of You're those. speaking it into existence. I'm like the worst. In my old building, I was one of those neighbors that people would like hate running into because like I was always like, hi, how are you? Like I wanted to talk because I love knowing my neighbors and like nobody in Seattle likes knowing their neighbors. Yeah. 
get normal, girl. I know. That's Ignore the thing. your name. No, I'm just kidding. Because if there's an emergency, it would be nice to know your neighbor. That's the thing. I just gave my neighbors my number. Yeah. Um, and now we're getting beers. Oh. So that's great. Well, one of my friends, her neighbor, when she moved in, he um, left a bottle of wine at her door and See? she gave one back. And then she like became, they have like a little f- group of friends in their building. And they, like, go get drinks together and stuff. I love that yeah. so much. Yeah, see, this is like, what I mean. I like, you're sharing that. walls with someone. Like, you might as well. That's what I didn't understand. My last thing, more substance. I, like, kind of, like, got, like, assaulted light at Capitol Hill Block Party from someone that I know. Um, mm, what the future fuck? Liz, take this out. I'm going to tell you who it is. Okay fucking piece of shit he's like fucking sucks you can leave this part in anyone who goes by their initials and is an adult man is probably a piece of shit yeah he sucks he's like he'll like me on like every dating app and then i'll match with him and i always say like a bad penny because he just like shows up everywhere and he's like ha, nice to see you again and then that's our only interaction um but he's just like a major major douchebag he's like he looks like how cartoonists draw like frat boys awful anyway um our friend knows him and went up and said hi and like he hates him too but he was just like yeah i just saw him and i was like oh and then when i was looking over there we made eye contact and he saw me and i was like fucking shit so i went over there and like he's never really done anything to me to like i just don't like him you know i just don't like his vibe and i walked up to him and he didn't even say hi to me he like pulled my pants out and like looked in what the fuck yeah and he was like what do you got under there and i was like are you gonna assault me in the first 30 seconds that i walk up and his friends were like ha, like kind of uncomfortable they were like i'm not gonna call it our boy because like toxic masculinity and um he was like oh i'm just kidding haha you look really fucking good though and I was like, okay. Yes, and I then, know. And Goodbye. then he like hugged me and like squeezed my ass. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not staying here for this conversation. You're going to disrespect me. And his friends like introduced themselves. They were like, we're like trying to like, I guess, like run. Try to mediate it. Yeah. I love that also at our age, it's like no, pro- no issue to be a little confrontational about shit like that well, too. He's also a Some piece of shit. Yeah. Like, uh, so it's like, I for sure would have been like people like that. I wish you had been like, how do you justify being friends with someone who treats a com- like a stranger like this? I know. This? I wish that I would have said something to them. Because as I was like saying it to him where I was like, are you just going to assault me? I was like looking at them to be like, are you seeing what I'm seeing right now? Yeah. Um, and then I don't remember what he said, but he said something like fucking egregious. And I was like, okay, that's enough. And I walked away. He's like, no, come back, come back. And it's just like. Don't, I would want to be like, does this work for you? Don't put your hands on me. And it does. It fucking sucks. He has, How he does it get, work for his him? His relationships never last. But, like, the women that he ends up with are, like, beautiful and successful. And, like, they, like, move, t- like, really fast. They, like, move in together pretty quickly. And they, like, get engaged. He's been engaged, like, three times. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Wow. This man might, might as well just, like, tattoo a red flag on his face. He has stupid fucking tattoos, too. So I'm sure he has a red flag somewhere. This man. Uh, anyway. Is he the same one who has that, like, really awful tattoo? The mistletoe tattoo? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sounds like something he would have. <laughs> You'll have to show me his Instagram when we're, when we're done using oh, your phone. Absolutely. I can. Sh- I don't even follow him, so I, but I can show you him. I'll actually, I'll show you our I'm gonna match make a, on Hinge. I'll make a burner account and harass him from it. Good. He sucks. 
Um, but yeah, that was like the first time in a really long time that like, like, don't put your hands on me like that. And it wasn't even like I was like, hi, you know, I didn't even say anything when I walked up and he was just like, what are you wearing? under? Like, don't don't look in my pants. Don't touch me. Don't touch me again after that. That's weird as hell. It's just disgusting. Well. And like, it felt so predatory to do it in front of two of his friends. Yeah, like, to, because he knows they're not going to fucking do anything. Mm-hmm. Like, my boys will watch me assault you and they'll let it happen. Yeah. They're not going to save you. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, like, they looked very uncomfortable, but that's the thing. They're, like, a fucking gang, these guys. Like, Well, like, and, like, what a little bitch-ass thing to just be, like, we're uncomfortable, so we're not going to do anything. I know. That's the thing. And then also for him to treat me like that and, like, make it look like that's just, like, how we interact with each other, you know? It's like, no, that's yeah. not how – that's we don't do that. Normalize spitting on people who behave like this. Damn, true. I should have. I could have. I've never spit on anyone, but – I was talking to someone this weekend and she was like, she she uh, drives a Vespa and she was like going across one of the bridges and there was a, um, a middle-aged woman who is also on a Vespa and hers stalled. So she saw that this woman was like trying to get her Vespa to move and she stops and she's like, do you need help? And she was like, yes, I do. So they, she's like trying to help this woman at least like maybe move it or try and kickstart it. And like luckily she has a Vespa so she knows how to help someone who's struggling. And she's like this car of UW frat fucks were behind them. There was no one on the other side and they were just like leaning on the horn. And then she was like, she was like, are you fucking kidding me? She looked at them and then th- she was like, either help or go around. Yeah. And then they were like, fuck you, fat bitch. And then she spit on their car. And Hell I, yeah. And then they like went around. And I was just like. Hell yeah. My queen. <laughs> fucking normalized spitting on assholes. Yeah. Damn. I Well, and I just like, I think that's so atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's fucked. To, to be a complete cunt when someone is clearly like if someone stopped like that you know that they're probably having an issue like car troubles or or like like, a medical issue something yeah but to fucking go around it's it's different if it's just like a little like beep beep like yeah right like honk just a little light honk go instead of just being a complete turd goblin about it when they're with their boys too it's always when they're with their boys because that's when they feel mighty. They all gas each other up. And they, and they don't even stop to help. Like, even when I was in college, there was a time where my car got stuck in the snow and a group of guys helped pull it out. Mm-hmm. Didn't even know them. Mm-hmm. And, like, never saw them again. And but it was it. just, yeah, there have been, like, a few occasions where peop- a stranger will stop and help me. And this woman that I was talking to, she was just, like, making such a good point. She's like, I don't understand why people aren't, like, let's all help. Yeah. And I was like, sometimes when I see people having car trouble, I don't get out because I'm scared. That's fair, though. That's fair. <laughs> I'm scared for my safety. And she you know could beat the shit out of anyone. So yeah, that helps. You yeah. Know what fucking sucks, though, is like these predators, like especially like like sex trafficking, they'll like hire like uh, Ghislaine Maxwell or whatever her name is. Ghislaine. I don't fucking who, get, who gives a fuck. Glizzy like, Maxwell. Glizzy. She... I recently like, learned glizzy means hot dog. You would never know. Did I tell you that? Yeah, well, I knew that. <laughs> I didn't know that you recently learned <laughs> that. That I though. just discovered it. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound like it would be. No. Well, Mr. Liz told me and he was like, how did you not, what did you think it meant? And I was like, I don't what? know. It sounds like weed. Yeah. It does sound something. like weed. It does. Glizzy. I always thought that. Yeah. 
Anyways, continue. Anyway, but like these sex traffickers were like, like enlist the help of women because they know like a woman will stop for another woman on the road, but they won't stop for a man that's broken down because mm-hmm. that's dangerous. And we've been told that that's dangerous, but it's like, oh, a woman isn't needs help. And like, maybe she's stuck here. And it's like, what if somebody actually does need help? But all of these women are passing by because they're afraid that like that's bait for like human trafficking. Mm-hmm. But that's how it is. Like we have to be hyper vigilant all the time in these situations. I also think it's just like, so how, how, how do people get to a point where they're like, they have no morals or standards and just hurt other people yeah like raised wrong or like assaulted a lot in their growing up not having any sort of self-respect um i don't want to go down that tunnel because i'm too hungover from a long weekend that's (laughs) That's, and that's a heavy topic yeah we're not and we're not doing that today we're not doing heavy topics today i if it gets too heavy i probably would throw up i think (laughs) I don't like that at all. You know, when you're just like, I I have just kind of like a hangover. It's anxiety Mm -hmm. because I'm not hungover from like alcohol. It's just a general sense of unwellness from treating my body like a trash can. I know. And then last (laughs) night. For three days straight. I had a retaliation bedtime last night for no reason. I had a really fun weekend. I did nothing. But I was like, I'm going to bed at 2.30. What I wanted to talk about, I've already talked to you about throughout this week. So I saw my therapist on Friday and I was just kind of like, I, I don't cry often anymore. So this time I actually did cry and I had told Amelia this. I just had like two of the longest weeks in a row in terms of like work Mm -hmm. and just trying to do all of my normal things like this podcast and spending time with my partner and going to the gym and cooking at home (laughs) and it takes up so much time that I don't have any like time for myself yeah and I was like crying to her and I just wished my mom was here like I wished my mom was here to help me because even when I still lived in the same city as them if I was having like an insane week she would come over and like help me clean or Mm -hmm. she I would go over there with all my groceries and we would meal prep for the whole week together but we also were like you know we're hanging out doing it together right we're not like only doing this chore right we're like we're bonding and spending time together and she's doing like little things that are helpful for me and I just like was desperate to have that kind of support Mm -hmm. especially last week I was like uh, like the dishes in my sink were piling up. I bought a little dishwasher. Highly recommend. Well, that like leads into like what you yeah. learned. And she she was like I had mentioned the dishwasher, like washing the dishes twice type poem thing a few weeks ago on the podcast. And I was like, fuck it. I'm going to just like buy myself one because I keep thinking about it. And I had wanted to do it for a long time anyways. So finally fucking bought a little baby dishwasher i named her dot dot the dishwasher she's so cute she looks like a dot yeah um and it just is one of those things that like is gonna make my life easier and my therapist was like well have you considered maybe like spending money on different kinds of services like you can do like the meal services where they're already pre-made and then I was like yeah that would be nice like for these times where like to just be prepared for like a depressive episode or be prepared for a really busy week because I was like putting off eating 
And then if it's really bad, I like am not showering. Like I'm not washing my hair. I'm not showering. And I just like forget <laughs> forget to eat, forget to bathe. And like looking I was explaining looking back at it now, like how I was a month ago. I didn't realize how bad it was. It's like I knew, but not consciously. Yeah. Anyways. Um she was like, Yeah, so if you order if you do that meal prep stuff, like, or like order the pre-made meals, you don't even have to eat them then. You can put them in the freezer. So then you don't have to try and figure out what you're going to eat for dinner. You don't have to make something. It's already there. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, bitch, you're so smart. You're making so much sense. And she's like, or if you have someone come over and like help, like hire someone to clean once a month or something. Cause, because it all starts to pile up and that's where I get really stressed out. I'm like, I feel like I just can't like catch my breath. Totally. My therapist calls that like, um, trying to hold back the door, like the yeah. closet is getting so full and it's just like a bunch of little shit and you're uh-huh. just like, holding back the door. And then one thing just like, like makes the door just fly open and it's too much. And she was like that if you like, you know, find other other ways to take care of things then that means I will have more time to invest in the things that I do want to invest in like I don't have a choice with my job Mm -hmm. it's like I either do it or I'll like I'm gonna get fired (laughs) yeah I think that's how I mean that's how most of us are like we you have to do your job Mm -hmm. um I mean some people don't do their job but (laughs) that's neither here nor there Mm -hmm. it's not it's not in me to do a bad job um at least not on purpose so and then the podcast, too. I'm like, I don't. She's like, well, what if you hire someone to, like, edit the podcast? I was like, no. It's mine. It's mine. <laughs> this is my baby. Um, and I was like, I just, like, I don't want to do that. And then um, she's like, that's when she was giving me the other ideas of, like, okay, well, if you have if you have this meal delivery service in place for, like, a little while or just, like, being prepared and or hiring someone to help clean. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, these are such obvious answers. But growing up with my parents, like things like that are considered a privilege to them to have someone come over and help clean. It is, I mean, it is a privilege. Yeah. Or like a luxury. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like even something like having a drink on the airplane is like a luxury to them, even though a drink on the airplane is like cheaper than a drink at the airport. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I get that. I, I was like, I guess I hadn't considered that, like, I can do that. Like, I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a husband uh, micromanaging my bank account. So I can do the things. Catch me never having one of I'm those. sure my mom wishes that she could, she felt comfortable spending money on because I have a one bedroom apartment. It would not be hard for someone to just come over and help me clean it <laughs> yeah just like have someone like once every three months or once yeah every i don't month. even need it often yeah. so anyways i wa- i just wanted to talk about that in case other people needed to hear it too because they're so obvious but it's not obvious to you when you're the one struggling yeah and i was like i guess that's how anxiety works and she just started laughing like the obvi- the answers are obvious like of how you can give yourself time back and i was like i just didn't feel like i needed this before and she's like well what's the biggest difference between you know like a couple years ago and now and i was like well i had way more time to myself i wasn't in a relationship like yeah i didn't have a podcast like <laughs> you weren't managing 
yeah team. I, exactly like my life circumstances were different so then as I was saying all these changes out loud I was like I guess in some ways I'm doing even more than I was before mm-hmm. it's just different now and she did make an interesting point she was like well I think if you and your partner live together it would be very different like you wouldn't be because when he comes over I'm not gonna do chores right you I want to be spending time with him. him yeah and yeah. I want to be having quality time together yeah so that's also like hard for me too mm-hmm. so yeah now I'm like oh well. she's like well either that part will change in your relationship or something else will change right <laughs> which was her nice way of saying you'll either live together at some point or break up that's how it goes what is that one of your contacts i just found it between my toes oh sorry i just took them out no you're I, fine i was like what the i fuck guess i was between my toes yeah i guess i didn't throw them in the trash <laughs> i mean the things that i find attached to my uh, socks around my place is absurd oh my god same so much cat for oh my god don't even get me started um but yes it's like I feel like sometimes my therapist feels like more of like a life coach than a therapist for like stuff like that. But mm-hmm. then I realized how connected this shit is to mental health where you just oh, yeah. can't some things sometimes things just feel so overwhelming that like you can't reason with them. Like it feels obvious when someone else says it, but then it's like you mm-hmm. couldn't think about it because you're so bogged down and it's it helps to hear it. So it's like people that aren't going to therapy, like hearing it from other people makes such a big difference. So I'm glad that you said that because like it's it is really one of those things that are like, oh, like I can do, I do have these options at my disposal and it is okay to lean on them. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Oh, and that's the, that's the whole thing. It's not something I'm going to lean on all the time. Mm-hmm. It's only sometimes I need help. Yeah. And um, the thing I was thinking about, like, I think the wash the dishes twice thing has been making me think more and more about like being prepared for like when I'm too busy or when I'm in like a slump yeah like by just having frozen meals in the freezer Mm -hmm. ready to go yeah exactly FL so because I do love cooking for myself but like (laughs) when it's when I'm so busy I don't have time to go to the grocery store Mm -hmm. and like prep all of this stuff right right and it also just like when you're busy you just it even if you do have time it's the last thing you want to fucking do. Yeah, because you get so hungry that you're like, I just need to fucking eat something. And I just don't want to add another thing. Sometimes mm-hmm. I have like pre-made salads in my fridge and I'm just like, I don't even want to put this shit in a bowl and mix it. Like that's how tired I get sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it's like just giving yourself the grace just to be like, fuck it. Like I'm just going to lean on these options that I have. And something that you said earlier about like what's different now than before that your therapist asked. I've been talking a lot about this with my therapist where like I I have a hard time giving myself the grace to accept that things can change. Like if like I feel like when I tell someone like uh, just an example of like when I was going through my breakup, like I would be okay some days and not okay other days. And on the days that I was okay, I was I would still tell people that I wasn't okay because I didn't want to like know that I was going to backslide. Yeah. Just preparing for knowing that. It goes like this. Right, because I think that there's this idea in our minds, at least in mine, and I don't know if it's in anyone else's, that like like we, when we say that we're okay and we're over something or like we're handling something well, that we're not allowed to not be handling it well tomorrow. And like that's not how it works. Like 
emotions have ups and downs and the same thing is with like stress and depression and like you know just like giving ourselves the grace to like I'm okay right now and like really like framing it that way like yeah oh I'm actually doing okay today you know or like oh my I'm actually really stressed today because then if somebody in the future is like are you still stressed it's like no it was a passing thing you don't feel like kept to that expectation they are always going to be in this like negative space Mm -hmm. and just reframing it and like adding that uh, like extra word of like yeah I'm like feeling good today has completely changed my life because like I've stopped saying because truly when I was in a slump but having a good day I wouldn't like celebrate that I was having a good day but it's like emotions fluctuate like you're going to feel more stressed out some days than other days and just like looking out for future you and also giving present you like the grace to handle when like shit goes bad is like the kindest thing that you can do for yourself Mm -hmm. you know so like having pre-prepared meals like that's one of those things that like I would have never have thought of I mean I have my like Trader Joe's Indian food in the fridge in the freezer (laughs) I fucking love it so much but like for days like that but I've never thought about it that way yeah exactly like oh those are that's there for the days that I just like don't feel like doing things because we don't it's hard to like conflate those two things yeah you know totally easy meal hard day it feels like an easy a to b but it's not no because you you, i yeah yeah so anyway every day is different (laughs) the bottom line take care of yourself understand that asking for help is not a weakness it's a strength there's a pic of Brad Pitt in a skirt. Oh my god, who's wearing a kill it on the red carpet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Helpful reminder for people who are having a hand-wringing mind explosion that Brad Pitt wore a linen skirt. Uh, it's fucking hot. Wear a skirt. And also, who gives it's a hot fuck? outside. And it was a kilt. So it's like, even if you do give a fuck about what men wear, which, like, get a fucking hobby, go touch grass, as Liz says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's a kilt. That, yeah. is a, that is a men's garment. My, fucking shut up. My only beef with it is I just... I'm not into the outfit as a whole. It's too brown. That it's is literally too... not what anybody is talking about. And I love that. I love that that's what you're bringing up about it. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, sure. Wear a skirt. Do I don't give a shit. But, but I want to see people absolutely serving mm-hmm. when they're on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. And you're it not can't always that. be a serve. I, I get that. So. I also feel like maybe he wore something like so, so ugly so that the, that the kilt had a moment. You know what I mean? So nobody was talking oh, about yeah. like his Balenciaga jacket with like the red in. He's like, I'm going to wear just brown. And then y'all are going to talk about the fucking skirt. <laughs> yeah. Not even the look as a whole. Yeah. I liked the shoes though. Oh, I like yeah. the shoes with the skirt. That man could wear anything. Truly. He's a beautiful man. He really is. And people are going to be, if I don't cut this out, they're going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? But no, we should talk about it. No, you should keep this in. We're talking okay. about kilts today. We're talking about Brad Pitt wearing a kilt kilt so skirt i just i was i saw something that i can't remember if i read it or if it was a tiktok but someone was saying that like we don't we don't dress for our like how we should be dressing like for our comfort Mm -hmm. like the things that we wear are tight that's why we're we're hot all the fucking time Mm -hmm. we're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. we're not wearing what our bodies would be the most comfortable in i would love to wear a muumuu yeah there was um uh i want no boobs and to only wear um blankets that are with sleeves a slanket all day i mm-hmm. know that they're called snuggies but brookstone had slankets and they were superior to snuggies um, suck it snuggies suck it snuggie. my mom could never say snuggie right she always called it a snuggly that's adorable 
uh oh what was i about to say oh during the um so that there was we're recording this i don't know if it's still happening but last week was the huge heat wave in in england Mm -hmm. and people from the philippines were um like giving advice of how to like survive in the heat and there were all these men that were like wear a dress and they were showing like dresses that they i don't remember the name and even if i did i would butcher it i'm sure but in the philippines they call it something of like you're wearing this to like cool off but it's like it's a dress and like they just the men just wear them in the philippines and it's not a thing and it's like why does it fucking need to be adding a gender stigma to clothes is weird it's super weird it's a it's weird and b it's a it's a like it's a um social kind of like structure um yeah that's the word i'm looking for social construct and then three or c i don't remember if i was counting or doing the alphabet three or c (laughs) mind your own fucking business yeah that's the main thing i think that as people we're just not minding our own fucking business enough myself included and you know what self-awareness is the first step (laughs) i'm doing more and more every day to mind my own fucking business it's beautiful I saw something on Twitter that was like um, a neighborhood. What's that little neighborhood app? Neighborhood? Maybe. Is that what it's called? That's the one I use. There's like na- na- There's a so many now. Or something? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Citizen is one of them. Uh, so it's like a little neighborho- neighborhood app or like their neighborhood Facebook group. And it's like, we should have a dress code if you're walking around the neighborhood. And I think it'll be, it'll add value to our neighborhood. And then I commented on it like, Minding your own goddamn business adds the most value. <laughs> so fucking true. How nice. It's so nice to just like live in your home and uh, know that everyone's minding their own goddamn business. How bored do you have to it's be? It's quiet and we're all minding our business. We're just sitting in the window watching people walk by looking for shit to bitch about. Not today. Mm-hmm. Not today, Satan. Fucking no. get a hobby. Get a, like, Join a knitting circle. I definitely feel like a retired person wrote that. Like get it. Yeah. To go go get into a tv show just start binge watching tv or like listening to podcasts like ours <laughs> yeah this is uh, yeah this just, is a, just do, us plugging just the, do, this whole episode be doing a, something else it's be an ad for the podcast else. yeah do anything else. write in the journal fucking pick start watching curtis connor yeah this is now my new goal <laughs> get everyone to watch curtis connor get curtis connor to be our friend and to he get already everyone. is in my in my heart Curtis Connor is always with you the same way that Jesus is always with you. <laughs> Curtis Connor is our Jesus. We're going to start just like photoshopping him into all of our photos as a praying Jesus in the back. He has the hair. He does. If Jesus had a mullet. Yeah. And a mustache. Um, it, who's to say he didn't? I mean, he probably didn't, but. He might have. He was the first mullet. <laughs> Jesus was a Jesus fashion was the influencer. Mullet. Yeah. Hell yeah. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's start with an Am I the Asshole, just just to make things fun. So this is, am I the asshole for having high expectations for my bachelorette party? Throwaway and mobile account. I, 25 female, am getting married to my wonderful fiancé, 31 male, this fall. A week ago, I had a bachelorette party. While most girls dream of their weddings, I dreamt of my bachelorette weekend. I put a lot of planning into this weekend, made a lot of phone calls, reservations, everything, basically. For Thursday night to Sunday morning, me and 25 of my closest girlfriends rented a house. Too many girlfriends. That's way too many that's fucking too people. Many, that's too many close girlfriends. That is a sorority. Yeah, that's bound I, to be it, dramatic. If, I hate to say it. But with dudes, too. It's not even a female to oh, female no. thing. That's a lot of people. Absolutely. 25 people, there's no way you're going to be able to hurt all, everyone to with go alcohol, do exactly what you want. No. Three people at least are going to be crying. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> From the start, it was a disaster. I had told my girls to get to the house early on Thursday so they could decorate and set up before I got there. Well, I got to the house and I got to the house at three and they weren't done decorating. So that bumped me out because I wanted that wow moment when I came in and saw the setup. I felt robbed, but we still had a decent first night. It feels kind of like an unreasonable expectation because everyone's traveling from out of town like getting there at different times like and you have to get all the fucking you have to just rally so many things at one time it's a really stressful thing to plan i'm i know that there's more but also like the amount of money that goes into it exactly like you have to like everyone has to buy the same fucking bathing suit everyone has to throw down for the decorations like i i I do hate that it has become such a process mm-hmm. and not really like a let's just like have fun and celebrate. I don't know. That's the thing. That's OK. I'm sorry. I know that there's yeah. there's more and I'm going to I'm going to do like a full final thoughts moment on this. But like all of my very close friends that I know I'm going to be going to their bachelor party and I'm going to plan bachelor party. Hello. Bachelorette party. Whatever. Fuck gender stereotypes. <laughs> I'm going to say bachelor party um, like and I'm going to be planning Katie's. I know this, like, don't care about shit like that, you know? They, like, care about, like, that everyone that they love is together and, like, that there's, like, a sentimental aspect of it and Mm -hmm. that's it. But, like, I know people that, like, are like this. Like, they want everything to go perfectly and if one thing is wrong, the whole weekend is ruined. Friday, I woke everyone up at 7 a.m. to make breakfast and get ready because we had a packed day. Hell no. Vineyards, boat, lunch, happy hour drinks, then dinner in the clubs. I was getting shaded on. I don't know. I I was getting shaded on all afternoon because people said they were being rushed from place to place and had to carry changes of clothes all day, but we only had a limited time in the city and I wanted to make the most of it. Saturday was worse. We had a bunch uh we have brunch at 9 a.m. Bitch, that's breakfast. That is not brunch. That is breakfast. I don't know what brunch is short for. <laughs> 
and no one was awake on time, so it only ended up being me and a few loyal bridesmaids. We went shopping after for a few hours, and when we got back to the house, no one was even apologetic, even though I was close to tears all day. The last straw for me was later that night when we were going to dinner and nobody was wearing the matching shirts we got for the weekend. People wanted to wear their own stuff, but that's not what we agreed on, even though my maid of honor notified everyone. At that point, I said, fuck it. Uh, this weekend was ruined and locked myself in my room to cry. It was even worse when I came out a few hours later and half the girls had gone out anyways without me, aka the actual bride. To be honest, I mean, the only thing I might be kind of on her side about is like, you got all these matching shirts and yeah, like, you, like drop money. Yeah, there's a yeah. whole and they knew in advance everyone already bought them and like that's part of like the plan. So yeah. I think like her, I bet her shitty attitude just made them be like, no, I'm not wearing that. That's what I was about to say. It's like whenever anybody's being shitty, I don't want to do nice things. Yeah. To them. Yeah. Especially if she's like not acknowledging how much money that all of this stuff costs. And how much time they're taking out to do this shit. Yeah. I ended up driving home early on Sunday and left the house a mess for the girls to pick up because I was so upset. Now it's been almost a week and no one w- has really texted me except some bride bridesmaids and the maid of honor. I know I sound bridezilla-ish, but these are supposed to be my friends, and we were supposed to celebrate me all weekend, and I felt neglected, and I'm just really upset. I understand these expectations may seem like a lot, but I made my expectations clear to that group, and they just let me down so bad. Tell me, am I the asshole? And then she added a few edits. One, yes, I have 25 people who I genuinely wanted to celebrate with. Six of them are in my wedding party, and the other 19 were college friends, childhood friends, and work friends, etc. I mean, obviously, like, she must be well-loved by them because that's a lot of people to, like, say yes and show up, you know? If I were inviting that many people, I would not expect all of them to be able to come. Yeah, but there are also some friend groups that are, like, really fucking petty with each other. So <laughs> that's, like- that is a good point. I forget about that. Um, Maid of Honor sent out the itinerary months ago. It was very clear the activities I planned and their prices per person. If someone had wanted to skip out, it wouldn't be a problem, but all the girls paid accordingly, so they knew what they were getting themselves into. <sighs> I think that the whole group is a bunch of assholes. I think that this was probably because she doesn't see anything wrong with this behavior. It's probably pretty normal for her. Yeah, for all of them. Yeah. Well, and the fact that she locked herself in her room instead of like talking to them. Yeah, like you're just going to, to be like, ruin. hey, I'm just really bummed. Like, can we change the vibe tonight or something? I don't know. I feel like I know. Or just have some mental flexibility. Yeah. Like, not everyone's going to fucking wake up at 9 a.m. for brunch. It's breakfast. It's fucking 9 breakfast. 9 a.m. Is breakfast. And brunch. Brunch br- is What time? Brunch Ele- is 11 noon. to 1230 is I think brunch. 11 is the earliest I would brunch. Yeah. Oh, 11? Absolutely. I'm not getting out the door before 11 on a weekend. No. Especially a Sunday. Exactly. Well, and after being out all night, mm-hmm. of course they're exhausted. Yeah. And you have three days of this shit. I have Bye. so many fucking thoughts. Like, my number one, I know for a fact that she's marrying somebody that enables this because I think that if she wasn't, then well, he would have been like... a little bit of an age gap. Six-year age difference. Yeah. Well, yeah. But also, like, I feel like there wouldn't be this post if he was like you are wrong he was probably enabling it like you should be pissed off she's like i'm gonna turn in strangers on the internet or like he didn't talk to her about it because if he was like you're being like you're you're out of line here i bet he was just like wow that sucks yeah wow that's crazy 
It's like, damn, babe, I'm sorry. Damn, that's nuts. But she did have an update on the edit, like the second edit. She said, well, I'm very clearly the asshole. I've decided to apologize for wanting one weekend to be about me. <laughs> Bitch, they're well, already coming to your wedding. And that's also about you. Yeah. Um, I need to rethink my friend group and make some changes to the wedding invite list. Thanks. Wow. I mean, like, she's mad. She didn't have a come to Jesus moment. She's no. just upset. Um, she, yeah. The fact that, like, this, the post is overwhelmingly like, yeah, you're the asshole. It's just ridiculous. And I, she's like, fine. I guess I'll uninvite some people. I do want to say, like, hopefully you only have one bachelorette party. Ideally, you only have one bachelorette party. And, like, little girls, and we don't know where she's from either. Like, a lot of people in the South, like, weddings are so fucking important. Like, mm-hmm. every aspect of it is important. So, like, this is coming from someone who, like, has me. This is coming from me as someone who, like, has learned how awful it is to, like, have expectations for how something's going to go and then have it be knocked down. So now I just Mm -hmm. go into shit with literally zero expectations. And it's the best way to live because you can only be happy from there when you have no expectations. Yeah. You can't be upset about how things turn out. Yeah, because you weren't expecting them to, like, be, like... Anyway. A fucking great Gatsby party right so (laughs) every night I like you know on one hand I understand wanting everything to be perfect and then on the other hand like cutting some slack just like a little bit and like that's just like a good um like life lesson that's a good habit to get into (laughs) one of these comments said also, a 9 a.m. brunch? That's practically breakfast. Yep. <laughs> the whole itinerary sounds way too packed for a bachelorette party. That typically involves drinking and having fun. It just feels so militant. It's like, wake up. Exactly. I just don't. <clears throat> this one is, just says, you're the asshole. You sound exhausting. <laughs> yeah. It, that's just, it's too, it's too much. And like, again, like when somebody is being a dick, like you don't want to celebrate them. You turn into like the pariah for the weekend because everyone is bonding over you being a dick. <laughs> that's so funny. That's really true. I do have to say, I'm very glad that I like all my friends who have gotten married and like their bachelorette parties there are super fun and like silly and ha- exactly like a, a kid's sleepover you know yeah so it's like that and then like their weddings have also been fun i've never been a part of a wedding or a bachelorette party where the bride was a bride villa good thank god me neither i mean the only I think that says good things about me and my friends <laughs> absolutely you're the friends you keep especially at this age oh, i think yeah. it's different when you're younger but like when you get to a certain age you're the, you have no ex- there's no excuse for being friends with assholes so couple of listener uh emails there's one that i want to read that is going to have she had emailed us a super long story i had to copy and paste it because she also included pictures and it made the it made it too wide for me to like read oh yeah yeah so i copied and pasted it no lie it was 10 pages i read the whole thing but i'm not gonna read it on the podcast (laughs) because it's way too long so i'm gonna do the the um shortened version of it i'm gonna do a little summary summary. yeah yeah Yeah, the spark notes version of it um so this listener is 24 and uh she was homeschooled she was a virgin and um she started like seeing this guy who lived 
like a mile from her. Um, and he used to go to ASU and they live in Illinois now. And, um, she like matched with him on Bumble and they went on a few dates and like, since she was homeschooled, she didn't ever really experience having just like a male friend. So she, he had already, he had also ghosted her previously so they kind of reconnected and she was a little traumatized from him ghosting her because she like didn't have a lot of dating experience and didn't realize like that's kind of normal even though it's fucking stupid and shouldn't be normal and is traumatizing anyway yeah (laughs) like if anyone just like drops you it sucks so um she was like yeah let's kind of just like hang out and see what happens and then they ended up kind of having this like whirlwind romance fling he wasn't sure if his company was going to move him to Arizona the whole time like because that's where he went to school so um he thought like he might have to move for it and it was like kind of always something that was part of the their discussion he ended up having to move for his job so basically (laughs) the crux of the story is um he lied to her entirely about having to move for his job. I was going to say, I bet he's fucking lying. He, and, and what a fucking dumbass. He lived down the street. Like, he lives a mile away. And um, he, he hadn't planned any of this because she, she was like, yeah, he wasn't texting me back. So I went to his Instagram and looked at his tagged photos. And he was at, he was at his friend's birthday party in Chicago. And she... Like, it wasn't, like, a late photo because she, like, looked at other people's pictures, too, to be like, wait, what the fuck? And... What the fuck did he think was going to happen? I don't know. So then she tells her parents and... Oh, also, this fucking guy took her virginity. What a piece of shit. Yeah. And she was, like, since I, like, she wasn't having sex or anything, she, like, doesn't really shave. Just keeps a nice little trim mm-hmm. high and tight right yeah <laughs> military cut uh-huh <laughs> um but even so like that doesn't really make a difference you know no but he like he told her her vagina was gross of course he did yeah of course he did a dude's like that would yeah well fucking piece of shit and no, i'm not gonna i already just don't like this guy fuck um, this guy but uh she included a picture of them together and he is such a fucking nerd he yeah not even in like a cute like fun way and i i know she's listening so if you are listening and i'm i'm sure you're like might be a little hung up on him but she's so beautiful and i don't think she realizes it mm-hmm. <laughs> and i was like this fucking guy this one you're a lot la- he he thought he could get away with treating you like this anyways so yeah he he like isn't texting her back or anything and then but she comes to the conclusion he never moved and then she was like i know i knew he didn't live far away but i like her mom ended up like driving past and saw him in the garage so she pulls over her car and confronts him and she was like oh so did you move back so soon and then he like didn't know what the fuck to say. And then she's like, "Do you think it would have been easier if you had just told the truth?" And he was like, "Yeah, I I just didn't want something serious or like I didn't want a relationship." Then say that. No, he said the opposite. He like 
he was like handwriting her like notes and letters and like garbage can of a yeah he was he was like you changed my life if i wasn't moving we would be together like you're the best thing that's ever happened to me shit like that like uncalled for you he didn't have to do that he didn't have to say stuff like that i hate this guy yeah he i so i have this theory (laughs) about some men that like start getting they never get attention until college i honestly don't think he probably even got attention in college but sometimes like those like nerdy looking dudes like they don't ever nobody Mm -hmm. talks to them and then when they get to college like they start getting like a semblance of attention and they're like oh i'm gonna start being a fucking dick because that's what women like and then like when they actually feel something real they panic because they're like in this mindset of like well i can't settle down because now i'm like hot shit you know i went to college and now i'm like and i know dudes like this like yeah we all do (laughs) like that like got no attention then got like a little bit and now they think that they're like fucking hot shit chosen one those are like the kinds of guys that start a podcast about dating women and being successful and saying things like men have to resist the earth (laughs) when they work out i was about to say this is like so good bro bad bro but like i i don't it's so strange when like such um, like beautiful people get so hung up this is any gender get so hung up on someone that doesn't deserve them Mm -hmm. like beautiful inside and out and it's like it's so easy to happen because when you like don't have a lot of dating experience like i mean i look back on some of the fucking clowns that i like wasted my energy on and i'm just like the fuck and like as time goes on you start to like respect yourself a little bit more oh and he stole money from her what the fuck for how yeah, her family they had like um a 10 and a 20 on the kitchen counter for something and um he, the the 10 disappeared after he came over for the first time or what something piece of shit. this dude first of all you dodged i think he's just multiple. kind of like he's just a dumbass like kind of like i i i'm not gonna just throw out the word sociopath but like this behavior is a fucking ridiculous well she sent an update so i was just shut the fuck up i was gonna read an update oh my god okay let me finish my thought and then i need to hear that like it's so easy to think that this is like you're the only person that's gone through this because it is a very isolating feeling being like what this is my like first experience with dating and then like somebody hurt me is this how it's always gonna be no don't let this cloud how you feel about shit because you deserve better than that go on so the email kind of ended also with her saying that um after they hooked up uh she got bv bacterial vaginosis which is like you don't even have to like do anything sexual to get that Mm -hmm. it can just kind of appear kind of like a yeast infection i have it all the time yeah she got a she got bv and then she got a yeast infection after that so she's was like stuck taking medication which makes sense um so then she got she sent this update um Hi, Amelia and Liz. Wanted to give you an update on my story since April, and I feel that is an over- it is an overall health update that I feel the world needs more awareness on. So I told you the story about the roller coaster boy that said he was moving away to Arizona, but never did. My very first sexual experience with him and the chain of events that followed. I think I may have mentioned in the last email that I had been to the doctor probably five times because, because of some pain and discomfort after my sexual experience with him. So maybe she didn't have sex with him maybe it was like just fingering okay. like everything up to sex yeah but still i mean like that's still penetration of some kind totally um and emotional yeah 
Well, now try 12 times. It has been such an emotional whirlwind. I'm mentally and physically exhausted. It wasn't until appointment 11 with a vulvar dermatologist that I finally accepted my diagnosis of vulvodynia. It's V-U-L-V-O-D-Y-N-I-A. It had been mentioned before, but I hadn't been tested for it and felt that the other doctors were just throwing pills my way and telling me to shut up. Anyone else feel that way with women gynecologists are kind of mean? Standard. (laughs) Yeah. Super standard. It depends on... I fully think it depends. Like, I've had awful female gynecologists and... Oh, my God. Like, one really horrible male doctor. Anyways. Yeah. Surprisingly, not many people have heard of this condition. Vulvodynia is when you experience chronic pain in the vulva. There are two types, generalized and localized, provoked and unprovoked. I have localized unprovoked, which is the most common type. Doctors believe it has damaged nerves in that area and that there is no cause, but it can be stemmed from PTSD from sexual trauma. When I got the official diagnosis, which they do by doing a Q-tip test, I don't think I've ever cried so much. My mother finally has gotten on board to try and help me with everything and accompanying me to appointments because it has been so overwhelming. My pain symptoms started right after I had my sexual experience with him. It was so overwhelming in general that I had been sexual sexual with someone that I spiraled into a health frenzy, thinking that he had given me an STD. Since he was a total liar, the anxiety of it all made sense. I had a case of BV, then a yeast infection, and even after taking medicine for that, I still didn't feel the same. The pain was mild at first with some dryness, but then got so bad that I couldn't walk or sit a certain way. I felt dry and raw all the time, and the weirdest part was that my pubic hair hurt if I pressed down in a certain way or had clothes that rubbed against it. (laughs) The pain had gotten so bad that I could no longer wear tight pants like exercise shorts. I couldn't sleep with my legs closed. I couldn't cross my legs. I'm so thankful it's summer so I can wear baggy shorts and skirts, but I'm terrified for the winter time. With vulvodynia, there is no cure, just medications to help with the pain. They say it can disappear as strangely as it appeared. Today, I had a flare-up and managed an appointment with the nicest male gynecologist ever. I told him my story, and this is the first time that a doctor or anybody finally acknowledged that my experience can be placed in the date rape category. Honestly, that is something I had been wondering about for quite a while. While the experience was consensual in the end, I was drunk, I said no twice, and he kept pushing, and when I finally said yes, I was crying because I was sad that he was leaving, and then he told me to stop crying, and then the rest happened. Jesus. Well, also, she wrote in our email to us, like, the first one, that there wasn't any, like, she didn't have any aftercare. Like, of course, this is going to be a traumatizing first experience because he already was, like, kind of shitty to her. Anyways, surprisingly, none of my friends or regular therapists have heard of this, but actually 16% of women experience it at some point in their lives. But they all agree that a lot of women have ha- hold a lot of tension in their pelvic floor. I spoke with a woman that battled this and is strongly linked to mental health. And at this point, I have to teach myself to trust my body again and that she is safe. This has only been around and researched since 2000, so naturally, I want to create awareness. In my book, I talk about... Um, vulvodynia and my experience with it while i do do believe my case is mild i want to help other women that have been battling it for years all the profits of the book will go to national vulvodynia association hell yeah but that's the update holy shit i think that it's more common than like the stats show that like yeah these are just people who are like i'm gonna go get this checked out or like this is a thing right right um because i also think that like women are 
taught to like think that they're being irrational when they like feel a type of way Mm -hmm. i know that i do women's pain is constantly minimized even though like uh we have a higher pain tolerance than men yeah you're right that's a good point (laughs) that is like especially people of color oh my god oh my god yes i mean that's a whole this this is this goes so fucking deep i think once we get out of our heads that like dudes are the foremost authority on like our worth especially on a vagina no especially on a vagina but like feeling like it doesn't it doesn't say anything about you for them to lie to you and i think that we like get into this spiral of like you know, like, I wasn't good enough for him to tell me the truth. It's not that. It's a betrayal. No. Yeah. 100%. But it says nothing about who you are at all. I was, when I was reading all of it and thinking about it earlier before you got here, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, in a few years, she's going to be on the other side of this mm-hmm. and see him, like, not as this, like, big, threatening, awful person, but just someone who's kind of pathetic and yeah and you'll get to a point where you actually feel bad for them Mm -hmm. because he how awful would it feel to know you treated someone like this he is going to reflect on this and the decision he made and feel embarrassed forever like can you imagine like now consciously being like i'm just gonna fake moving and make up this whole elaborate lie you have to somewhere deep down inside of him he knows that that is crazy bananas just like the weirdest fucking thing you could do yeah it feels pathological to lie that much uh, yeah that's pathological and, that, and just like and not think he was gonna get caught or us or know at, at some point he was gonna get caught and not and just be like well i'll deal with the consequences if that happens well that's why i feel like there's like a screw loose you know because it's like there's yeah. no way that you wouldn't know that that was go you're going to get found out there's no way that you wouldn't know so i wanted to end with a shorty shorty uh so this is from our favorite author the uh brazilian girl. hell yeah <laughs> uh she said hey again amelia and liz thank you for responding to me hope you're okay given the handmaid's tale we've been living <laughs> I've been listening to every podcast I can to prevent the thoughts <laughs> or to prevent thoughts. So I found a local one, which is about funny slash unlikely real stories people send to the amazing host, a woman, Obs. <laughs> and this story was from a girl telling about telling about a date she went to. She went to the guy's home. Everything was so hot and fun that when she gave him a blowjob, she ended up swallowing. This is relevant. Then they fell asleep. In the morning, she woke up with one of the worst belly aches she ever had. Oh, no. The one that comes before explosive diarrhea. Oh, no. (laughs) She rushed home and unfortunately ended up shitting herself in her car, which was chaotic and funny. Uh, So here's me telling you another poop story. She wrote us a poop story, which was funny. Which is why we love her so much, (laughs) amongst (laughs) other reasons. But... This time, there's maybe a sex fact of the week. The girl in this story has a cum intolerance. Every time she swallows it, she has explosive diarrhea the next day, but she forgot about that because they were so carried away in the moment. It's like being lactose intolerant, but, you know, from a different kind of milk. (laughs) Apparently, this is a thing and quite common. This was a sex fact for me, and I hope it adds new and interesting information for you, too. Maybe give a warning for first swallowers. Proceed with caution. Contains sperm. 
ha 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 love you bye what the fuck i'm gonna i don't have this but i'm gonna start telling men i do sorry, sorry i have a cum intolerance yeah sorry okay, i'm, I'm gonna look intolerant. uh semen intolerance what a, i fucking can't that's unreal uh, this condition is not common semen allergy isn't a direct cause of infertility symptoms of semen allergy include a change in skin color burning or swelling and swelling where semen contacts the skin or vaginal tissue some people may have a whole body response including hives itching and difficulty breathing so it's not i mean i think people commonly ask if it's a sign or a cause of infertility and it's not how do you get rid of a semen allergy? The easiest way to cope with sperm allergy is to make sure there is no contact with semen. <laughs> Say less. I'm sort of wondering if, like, if you're super allergic to something, like, what if you were super allergic to gluten, but the person you're hooking up with, like, eats bread? Damn. Or, like, if you have a peanut allergy and they, like, eat a fucking peanut butter sandwich every day. I don't know. I am not a doctor. <laughs> okay, so don't ever cite this. I'm just wondering aloud so you might be on to something though because if you eat a lot of they yeah. say if you eat a lot of pineapple your cum tastes like pineapple so That's there has to true. be remnants there, it's not and i've tested it myself well sperm reproduce like where it's not like eggs where like you're born with all the eggs you'll ever have because sperm can be like recreated mm. it can mm-hmm. be it's made consistently versus like like man's not born with all the sperm he'll ever have right i mean they, they can make your body can like produce more old. yeah, yeah. <sighs> bananas anyway wow why don't what an episode no kidding we've been all over the board today mm-hmm. so sh- shall we close out yeah we hold on i gotta do my sex fact of the week you're allergic to come <laughs> <laughs> all right we love you we love you our, our children, children. That was good. It was a little flat, but I liked it. (laughs) The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over 3 million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not ready hour foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.